Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Yeah, obviously a disappointing loss for the guys. Um, got off to a great start with uh, Chuba. Um, uh, credit to Wisconsin. I thought they did some things, you know, worse down a little bit. Some guys got banged up for us on defense, came out of the game, um, got it to overtime and just couldn't get the stop. And then, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't convert one of those plays at the end. So um, disappointed for our guys. Um, proud of the effort that they, that they did give. A lot of things that, you know, we've talked about were significantly improved, but uh, just wasn't quite enough in a close ball game. Welcome in and good morning here on Herd at Sports Radio on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. What's up, man? We are live from the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill, the H&H Chevrolet stage here on Thanksgiving week. Gosh, isn't that crazy? It really crept up on me. Oh, I was thinking about that over the weekend. I'm like, man, we got a short week, so this is kind of exciting. Yeah. But I can't, I can't believe... That Thanksgiving is already here. I can't either. And and what's worse is there's only one football game and left. And that's it's why like I can't believe for it. Regular season. <laughs> right. We're we're crossing our fingers. We're crossing our toes. We're we're crossing ourselves. We're throwing up whatever thoughts, prayers we do here. Uh do that, the sign of the cross the wrong way if you're robbing. Yes, whatever. always. Always. <laughs> uh I did that on the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill uh, feed this week. Said it'll take over for the Wisconsin game. So I walk in. I was like, hey, praying for a bowl game. Let's go. That that was the wrong hand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> but you did it the right way. Did I do it? Yeah. So if I do it the wrong hand, I do it the right way? Right. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. So I go, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That, that, you were starting to do it right there. <laughs> uh, the, so, you know, that's, the, that's the, the worst part is not that Thanksgiving has crept up on us, but the end of the season has crept up on us as well. Nebraska just one game left in the regular season against Iowa on Friday, and they we are in the exact spot you thought we were going to be in when you when it was five and three, and I'm like, we're going eight and four, baby, and you're like, uh, we're going to be five and six, and we need a win to get over the hump to get to a bowl game against. I'm not Iowa. happy. I'm right. I mean, you're smiling, so it kind of seems. No, I'm well, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing because of how ridiculous that claim was at the three top weeks ago. I mean, for both of our claims were ridiculous. Let's be honest. Right. Uh, but before we get to Iowa, which we'll have plenty of this week. Um, we got to look back at Wisconsin mm-hmm. because that was – it was it, – I don't know. It kind of felt like one of those gut punch games a little bit. Because I think because of how it started, right? It felt like there was an opportunity in the first half there for Nebraska. I, I thought they had a chance to finish them in the first half. And we'll get to some of the more granular details and stuff, but – the thing that stood out to me was was a couple things, and and I think we talked about this while we were watching the end of the game together here at Herd Out Sports Bar, was if Chuba Purdy wasn't injured to the point where he couldn't play all year, 
And we don't know if he was or not. We don't know the extent of how injured he was all year, right? All we've heard is, ah, he's a little banged up, and, you know, Harvard passed him because he was injured, and he's kind of been fighting with stuff. We really have no idea the extent of his injuries. But if he was this level of healthy for any or most of the season, we're going to have to have some really difficult conversations about what the, the coaches saw in that quarterback room because, and correct me if I'm wrong here, correct me if this is hyperbole, if we had gotten this performance out of the quarterback spot, regardless of who it was, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. Maryland, mm-hmm. Michigan State, mm-hmm. those are all wins. Yeah, maybe not all wins, but uh, you're leaning toward a win more than you are a loss. I mean, I think, you, I think Michigan State, maybe you don't. Because Michigan State was up 10 late. Mm-hmm. It, they closed it to make it a one-point game. But you're winning two out of those three, I feel absolutely confident in and so if Chubba Purdy was available and at least this level of healthy we're gonna have to have some difficult conversations about what they saw because this was by far the best quarterback performance they've gotten all year hands down like not even close hands down right Purdy was awesome yeah he was very good like legitimately very good and obviously the 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 offense sputtered a little bit after the first couple drives but I, I think people are forgetting okay there was a drive on the third drive of the game, they got to the 33, could have kicked a field goal, went for it on fourth and one. I don't have a problem with that, but that was a 12-play sustained drive. They had the sustained drive before half where they missed the field goal, and they had the drive at the end of the game where they kicked the field goal to tie it, right? So those are three additional scoring-worthy drives that he had besides the first two, right? So you're talking five drives. I think they only had 11 for the entire game. So half of his drives basically were good enough to get points. That is by far the best we've seen from a Nebraska quarterback this year. Like, it's not even close. There was a lot of bright spots uh, with this team, despite, you know, what, what people kind of latched on to after the game. Uh, the quarterback w- was one. The, the lack of turning the ball over yeah. was, was number two for me on that list. Which I mean, those go kind of hand-in-hand yeah, a little bit. And, but essentially it was zero. I mean, even the running backs held on to the football. Yeah. Like, th- there was not a point in time where a Nebraska body got caught, like lost in the, at the line of scrimmage. And my stomach, like, sank. No, there was never a time for that because, you know, it, it just kind of based on how Nebraska was playing, it didn't seem like anybody had the case of the Butterfingers. So um, that, that was another great, uh, a nice bright spot. The defense, I also thought, played tremendously well. There was one little, um, I, I guess I have a little, one little knock on them in regards to how they contained Mordecai in that game. Uh, but beside that, this defense kept you in that football game. Even though Wisconsin found ways to pick you apart mm-hmm. on, on third down in a variety of moments, they still gave Nebraska a fighting chance in the end. And you also saw how much faith Nebraska had in their defense when they sent that game to overtime. Now, there's, there's one thing I want to bring up with that, too, because, you know, all weekend long, Ravi, I was seeing play to win or play it safe. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was repetitive, um, and then once I saw one person say it, other people were saying it, and, uh, you know, whether that was their point of view or not, sometimes I, I don't like Twitter for that reason because people see one thing and then just believe it mm-hmm. um, without crafting, you know, their, their own opinion on a topic. Uh, now, that one is so generic, so I'm not going to just pinpoint that. There's another one I'll get to in a few moments. But 
that was probably the one example I could have seen or understood in the moment if somebody would have said it versus the, hey, I'm going to say it after the game and here's why they were wrong. Mm-hmm. It may not have been the best idea to go all in and trusting your defense for another set of set – of, well, I, I guess a set of downs. And a, the re- I say that because they just seemed gassed. Well, especially – and I, I wouldn't say they played tremendous. I thought they played better watching it again than I did in the moment. And you have to think, okay, like take overtime out of it. They only gave up 17 points. That's not a, that's not a crazy uh, number to give up. Where I had the issue was – a couple places that you mentioned. They really struggled on third down, getting off the field. I think Wisconsin went 7-15. to And then for whatever reason, they made Tanner Mordecai look like this, like, scramble, QB, mobile, like, whatever. Like, this guy that he is not. He is not that dude. And so their inability to get those things under control made the entire effort look a lot worse. But because of that, if you want to get a little more nuanced in the conversation about whether they should have been aggressive or whether they should have played it safe and trust their defense, I think if you see those things and say, hey, they're having a really hard time getting off field third down. We saw that in overtime. They gave up a third and eight. They're having a really hard time containing Tanner Mordecai. We saw that where they got down to a fourth and inches, fourth and one, whatever, inside the five-yard line. Both of those things crept up in overtime, right? And so if you're trying to look at it and say, hey, what are the reasons to be aggressive here and to try and go for the win rather than because you can just say like oh on the road you go for the win at home you play for the tie like sometimes that makes sense sometimes it doesn't right you have to feel the momentum of the game i thought the momentum of the game was more in favor of wisconsin at that point even though nebraska did get the field goal late to tie it so that was kind of i was like "Eh, maybe you want to go for a touchdown here and then the defense is struggling with mordecai and on third down to me i go you know that's probably a spot where that's going to come up again in overtime. That would have been my argument to go for it. I didn't have a problem with the way they played it because I thought at that point just to get points on the board for Nebraska after not having scored since the second drive of the game was important. Mm-hmm. And just trusting your team to do that, I was like, okay, like let's give this thing a shot. I was okay with it either way. But the defense probably pay- played better than it felt like in the moment. But there were some real issues in the way that they handled Wisconsin. And, and you brought them up with the third down and the handling of Mordecai. Those were real problems. And I, I don't think, and it was mostly on Mordecai, I don't think they tackled particularly well either. That was one where it felt like they got, and I don't know if they got gassed a little bit. You know, and maybe it's a lot of, of just getting bruised up by Braylon Allen. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like Allen was popping off the page. No, yeah, like three yards of carry, something like, like that. He's like 240 pounds yeah. in the backfield. Big dude. Like that, that's somebody that hurts to just get run over or, or, or just be in the mix with at any point in the game. So that's when I say that they, were, they looked gassed or maybe running on empty is a better, a better way to say that because they were just getting bruised up all game. So relying on your defense yeah. to make that stop in the end is a gamble. It like is. You're gambling yeah. in overtime to say, hey, our defense can do this. Well, and the other thing is I, I thought that Wisconsin after the first part of the game sort of picked up the tempo a little bit as well, and that gave Nebraska issues I think for a couple reasons. One, you've got Ty Robinson and – Nash Hutmacher that are really, really big dudes. When you run tempo and you've got like 330-pound defensive tackles, it weighs the most on those guys. And 
because they were starting to run some tempo, I thought they didn't have the ability to get guys in and out the way they normally do. So instead of, yeah, maybe you get your 20, 25 guys in on defense, but instead of having them in every couple plays, it it's kind of like when you don't have a, a stoppage in basketball and they you're not able to get your subs in, right? It is you start to get gassed pretty quickly when you're past the point you're norm you're used to playing. So I thought that was a factor. I thought the honestly it was ironically, even though Wisconsin didn't put up a ton of points, I thought this was one of the better examples of what Phil Longo actually tries to do offensively, which is to speed you up and get some pace and to beat you up at the same time. Like that in a in a perfect world, that's what Phil Longo's offense is designed to do is both gash you from hitting you the way Braylon Allen was and the offensive line for Wisconsin started to get going a little bit and to get you gassed with pace. They got they did a pretty good job of that. And within those circumstances, again, I thought Nebraska's defense was better than it seemed like in the moment, but you did see where the cracks started to form because of that method with the tackling, with Mordecai kind of being able to scramble and get whatever he wants, even though he's not really that guy, with the uh, the the issues getting off off the field in third down, all of those things may, and, and in big moments made the defensive performance seem worse than it was. You also mentioned how you didn't have an issue with how they handled um, the clock down the stretch. To get I didn't the say field. the clock. I said the decision to either be aggressive or take a field goal the clock I didn't think was handled super well well okay but those go hand in hand right I mean to to get to the result uh, those go hand in hand so So. what I would have been okay with or more okay with right was if they had continued I wanted them to get more plays off I wasn't necessarily maybe two or three right maybe maybe I wasn't necessarily asking for them to take shots down the field be super aggressive but they were still running the ball pretty well I wanted to give them a chance to crease one again, right? Whether it was with Purdy, whether it was with Emmett Johnson, who was running the ball well, uh, Anthony Grant had gotten off at the, uh, had gone off at that point. But I wanted to give I wanted them to give themselves another chance to crease one, to take the lead again, rather than just kind of run the time down. I was okay if you're sort of more conservative in the play calling. I thought they should have been a little more aggressive with their clock management. That would be my only pushback on that. But in general, going for the field goal instead of going for the touchdown, I didn't have a huge problem with. Okay. So um, that's where I kind of landed as as well. Um, Yes, and anybody can look at how um, with three timeouts down the the final ticks of that game – um, maybe a timeout or two should have been used sooner. Um, so fans have a right to be frustrated in that yeah. moment. Um, because, look, Nebraska acknowledged that maybe I give, um, or, or at least Rule acknowledged in his presser, that maybe I give Purdy one or two shots at the end zone. Um, but I'd also say, like, don't get wrapped up in Rule's quote um, to his decision on not to do that. Because he was just reacting to the moment. Like, this team was beat. They were down in the dumps. They were frustrated after this loss. And in search for words, sometimes you just say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens to everybody. Um, uh, but also, at the same time, there's a little truth to it. Because it, in both situations, and I'm going to bring up both situations now. Because I, I saw a lot of this over the weekend, too, on how the situations were completely different. Mm-hmm. Yes, in, in terms of the, the score in both games and how much time was left, they were different. 
But in both situations, there were no guarantees. There yeah. were, there's zero guarantees with this Nebraska team. And no matter if you play aggressive or safe, there's still no guarantee on how the game will play out. People, have been, people who have been listening to the show have heard me say all week, take the points. Mm-hmm. Take the points. Be basic. Don't get cute. Play it safe. But still I was hit with, though, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, Andrew. Playing it safe is weak. Weak? They gave themselves a chance to win. Yeah. Nebraska put themselves in a spot to where they could win that football game, regardless of how anyone feels they did that. Now, in terms of when I say nothing is guaranteed, uh, how many touchdowns has this team scored, Robbie, uh, that wasn't on a chunk play in the last eight games? What do you consider a chunk play? More than 20 yards? I, I have more than 20 yards. The NFL's definition is 10, but for college, I'm going to make it 20. Um, oh, off the top of my so head. So this is since LaTeX. I would say zero. So, so Nebraska scored 17 touchdowns in total yeah. since LaTeX. Those that weren't on chunk plays were actually eight. Oh, okay. so half. Which is surprising, yeah. right? Because you, yeah. you, you see what this team has done over the past few weeks, and you're just like, eh, I don't know about that. But what, why I say that still is that's less than 50% of the touchdowns that they've scored since La Tech mm-hmm. that weren't on chunk plays. You look to at any other team in college football, you're probably looking at doubling that number. Right? Sure. Easy. Yeah. Easy double. Against NIU, four out of the five touchdowns weren't on chunk plays, so I kind of just scratched that game because I took out the first two games as well. Two out of the three touchdowns scored in the first two games weren't also on chunk plays. But the point here I'm making is Nebraska currently has the fourth lowest touchdown rate in the Big Ten. So people in this game clamoring that they could have gotten six points or could have played more aggressive to get six points, I don't know if the result would have been different based on the statistics that have come before it. And so that's why when I say there's no guarantees, stop with this, oh, oh, play safe versus play to win, uh, you know, back and forth argument. Because in both situations, against Maryland and against um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, thank you. They played, they played the way that they thought the game should have been run. They played aggressive against Maryland, and it didn't work out. It resulted in a turnover. Mm-hmm. You play it safe, you're up three points. Still, you, yes, you're in a position to win the game, and yes, that situation's different, but Maryland's one of the best scoring teams in the Big Ten in yeah. terms of touchdowns. They have one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football who can drive down the field. That, that wasn't a guarantee that they were going to win that football game. Same as Wisconsin. Even if they pushed forward and stayed aggressive, it wasn't a guarantee a touchdown were to come. No. In fact, I probably would have leaned more that a turnover would have happened in that situation versus a touchdown for what I've seen from this team. Yeah, I mean, with Nebraska's history, it, it, at any given point, a turnover seems more likely than a touchdown. So it didn't bother me the way that they played it. Yes, you, you, can, um, you, know, you can pick apart how they manage the clock. Which I think is fair. I think there's fair to have some criticism there. But I just don't think the result would have been any different than a chance at three points in that moment. I, I just I, – I don't, I don't see it. Which is uh, – again, that's why I – I would have liked to see them try and get a couple more plays off, but I don't have a huge problem with how they handled the end of game. What I would have, uh, what I really go back to is it didn't seem like they had a good plan for Tanner Mordecai or a good adjustment once they realized his feet were going to be a part of the game plan. Because, you know, we talked about this on the post game spread after the game, but this was a 
this was a guy who had less than 200 yards rushing on the season, was averaging like two yards a carry, two or three yards a carry. This wasn't a guy that was killing you with his feet all year. He wasn't – he's not the most mobile guy in the world. He never has been. I mean, I don't think he's, he's rushed for more than 200 yards in a season in his entire career. This is just a guy that doesn't hurt you with his feet. And for Nebraska, that's where they got beat, and it didn't seem like they had an adjustment for it. That, to me, was the big – I mean, offensively, yes. Would you have loved to have gotten more points after the first drive? Sure. But I really didn't have a problem with how they played offensively because it was so much better than it had been for 90% of for 90% and of the season. I wonder if we're blinded by that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like a stellar offensive performance because by Because in the means. second half especially, it, it bogged there down. Were, there were too many three and outs. Yeah, it bogged down quite a bit, which also fed into, I think, the defense getting fatigued, at, and especially with the tempo that Wisconsin was running. So it all kind of fed into one another, right? But for me, it was, it was I think, one of their better offenses. It was certainly... I think it was their best offensive performance against a Power 5 team this year. And was that good enough to win in the end? No, because you'd like to say, hey, our defense held them to 17 points. That's good enough to win a game, and most times it should be. But we're grading the offense on a curve, right? We're, we've seen a lot of really bad offense this year, so we're grading them on a curve from that. We're also grading the defense on a curve, though, too, right? Because of how successful they've been this year, we hold them to a higher mm-hmm. standard. Is that fair? Maybe not, but... It's what we're, we're comparing it to what they've shown us they're capable of this year. The offense outperformed this game, and the defense, I thought, was slightly below, very specifically in the areas. And give credit to Wisconsin there. I thought the way they managed that game made Nebraska's defense struggle in those areas. Now, would you still like to see them wrap up a little better? Absolutely. Would you still like to see an adjustment, put a spy on Tanner Mordecai or something? Absolutely. But it's... Not like they – it's not like they were playing a team that plays the exact same way that every other team they've played play in the Big Ten West plays. Wisconsin specifically did some things that were challenging for the defense, and I think that goes into what we saw in terms of their struggles uh, on Saturday. Uh, we will get into a lot more Nebraska stuff. Coming up on the show, we've got Sam McEwen, we've got Damon Benning, and we've got John Fanta. We have you covered this morning. For all of your Nebraska coverage, we'll hit a little college basketball at the end. And then, of course, we're going to play a little Shane's World oh, to wrap baby. up the show. Got to lighten the mood a little bit after all this Wisconsin talk. All that and more coming up on Herd Sports Radio.